for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I am here with Anna Crafty Pierce today. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. I'm very happy to be here. We are having more fun. We're sitting next to each other. This is kind of a new thing we're trying out. We're making some changes on the show right now, and it's kind of a, I don't know, the innovative part of this, because we're both such creative people, it's just kind of sparked all this enthusiasm. Okay, so today, Anna, I want to let people know that what we're talking about is it okay? We're going to talk about anatomy. That's why I'm so excited to be on the show with you. That seems like it could go really wrong really fast. <laughs> uh, we could, we could, I know, especially as 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 um, undiplomatic as I am, we could go sideways on this in a hurry. I'm going to try hard not to. Uh, okay, so luckily we're talking about reading and anatomy, and not just generally about anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing I learned really quickly once I had a boy is young mothers talk about a lot of stuff I did not know that we were going to talk about till I had my own son. Okay. But, but when you learn really quickly how to talk about anatomy when you're the mother of small children. Okay. I'm going to read you. So this is, my dad was a physician and we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but I love this from Groucho Marx because he was one of my dad's favorite people to quote. Whoever named it necking, was a poor judge of anatomy. <laughs> and I'm just going to say, some of you young people may not know what necking means, but that's when you're smooching. We call it smooching. I'm not sure that helped. No, no, it didn't, but that's okay. I think they get the idea from the giggles. <laughs> okay, so that's when you're kissing, you know, kind of hot and heavy. Uh, going, moving on from that. <laughs> okay. I do have a great story about my husband that has to do with ed- being educated. Not necking. Not necking. Okay. Though he is my favorite person to neck with. Um, but (laughs) just take that rabbit trail you gave me there. Um, but so he's a nurse and I'm so proud of him when he decided we'd been married for quite a few years and he'd been managing construction sites, doing something that involved intelligence and organizing people. And it was very, a good job for him, but we moved back to our hometown because we wanted to have a family and have kids and have them raised around their grandparents. And so he decided he'd become a nurse and he had a biology background And he went back to school. And what I've loved about him being a nurse is you always sacrifice for your husband's career or for your own. That's the nature of work is it's hard and you make sacrifices for it. It's why you get paid. And with nursing, it's such a tangible benefit. It's easy for us to make the sacrifices for his work as a family because we know that people are really benefiting. There's a tangible return for our family sacrifice in his job. But, but my favorite thing about his job, the thing that like he has a good day, he comes home lit up from the inside when he has used his medical vocabulary 
and he has translated a doctor's come in or another medical professional and they've left the patient's room and he walks in afterwards because he's the nurse and he sees their face and they're overwhelmed and they didn't understand what they were told. And he comes home just joyful when he's gotten to have those moments Mm. where he helped someone go from overwhelmed by all the information they just had to process to understanding and at peace. It is so incredibly dear to me. I love that. I love that so much knowing too, how great he is in analogy. Well, and he's got a real talent and then for he's, that. You know, my son has half his dad's DNA. Yeah. And with my husband raising our son and I love vocabulary as well. Our children have pretty big vocabularies for their age, I would say. Yeah. And recently my dear son just finished kindergarten this year and, um, and he's, you know, starting first grade and that little sweet, dear, amazing kindergarten teacher he had greets me at the door one day and informs me with a very straight tongue in cheek kind of face that she believes he would get into less trouble if he had less vocabulary. (laughs) (laughs) I just died. I said, that's not going to happen. So we're going to have to figure out a different strategy. (laughs) Oh, that is so funny. Oh, she, both of us, then she started laughing because obviously it was a a joke. Yeah. Teacher. I can't even remember what he'd said, but something he'd said that day. (laughs) Oh, that is so funny. Okay. Well, speaking of that, so our word that I wanted to focus on a little bit with anatomy, I think these two words go together so well, is lively. How do you teach your child to be a lively person? And and especially there's so many people now that walk around like Eeyore, they're so um, discouraged and, and like negative and not positive. They're, they're pessimistic and discouraged. So how do you, as a person, as a mom, give your child a, you know, if you see that lively characteristic in your child, how do you give that direction so it's a blessing to others? So we wrote a a definition for this that I think really helps. So lively is energetic and attentive to others as we choose moods to tenderly, vigorously care for one another. So there's times when somebody's depressed that they don't want somebody rah-rahing around them like a cheerleader. But there are times when we really do need to give each other pep talks and liveliness can be that. Like even in our musical episode, we were talking about hymns and hymnals and teach, using hymnals to help your kids learn to read. And we talked about, you know, stomping around the den with with bells and whistles and making music that's just funny. But that's a lively, if you have a child at your house that's so lively, they're driving you crazy sometimes. It's nice to know there is a place and a purpose for that beautiful characteristic. Well, and I was just speaking of my husband and I, the reason I love this definition is because it so accurately describes who he is, though in our traditional cultural way of thinking of lively, he would not consider him. He'd say he was an introvert. He'd say he's pessimistic. He'd say he's realistic. He's very linear. And most people don't associate liveliness with those character traits who are also also a part of who he is and very much an asset to him. And I love this definition of lively because this is very much who he is at work. And it's also who he is in his relationship with your dad and I. He's he's so alive and he's so, yeah, he's so in tune and tender and vigorous about loving all of us so well. So I think of him as a very lively person and I think he has a lot more energy than I do sometimes. So I'm thankful for that. Um, Okay, I'm going to read this verse, Psalm 139, 14 and 16. I know you've heard this one. I love it so much. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. 
My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. So I really picked that today because I wanted to talk a little bit about anatomy and how that can help our children be successful in the future. You know, you can't expect your child to be a doctor if you don't ever teach them any vocabulary <laughs> words. Because we have so many doctors that we've raised, Mom. <laughs> so far, I'm striking out, but I have hope for the grandchildren. I'm like one of those mothers that always thinks the next child is sure to be a doctor. I, I really loved having a dad who was a doctor, and he knew his extensive vocabulary about anatomy was really impressive. And he just loved words in general. He loved to communicate well. And he gave me one of my best pieces, speaking of quotes in our family, love. We love quotes. This is why mom has so many on the show. He told me when I was going off to college that, it, and this sounds really weird, but it makes sense in a way when you think about my generation. He said, Anna, I don't care what you pick as your degree, but I want you to pick something and pursue it all the way. And then if you need to change goals, you'll have something to show for where you've been. Uh, and I loved that about him. And I'm sure he pursued vocabulary in the same way. Well, he was he was really wise about that. And he did know he, he really did know how to achieve goals. So and, and obviously growing up in a, a medical household, we learned a lot of vocabulary. Like we never said things were bleeding. They were always hemorrhaging. <laughs> I, I love it. Like you were talking at the beginning of the show, this idea that as, as moms of young children or, or teenagers, they have this weird, awkward change too. Like if you're a mom, period, probably end of discussion, you have lots of opportunities when physical bodies go awry to use the real terms, the actual medical vocabulary terms for parts of the body. Yeah. And what's really great is I remember my dad, I'm not sure if he was even making up words, but he had, <laughs> he had so many syllables at his disposal because of his medical anatomy training that he could say, I could ask him, dad, why does my skin do this when I scratch? And he got, he'd say things like, well, you have dormographia, which means uh, dorm meaning skin and graph meaning right. So I don't even know if that's a real thing. I think he might have just made that up. But it was it was fascinating. And so that's tying back to reading. And so we're going to talk about that some more after the break. Before we go, I just want to remind you that you can find everything we talk about today, every reference we make in a blog at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor dot com. We call it Camp Crafty. That's what we call our house, our home, our family. It was just kind of funny. So we're funny people accidentally, mainly because their mom's kind of accidentally funny. So uh, anyway, if you want to find what we're doing today, we, we sure hope you will. And you can contact us there, too. Anna, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about how having uh, anatomy understanding can help you have better understanding with others and mental health and special needs and all that stuff. So don't let me forget that's part of what we want to talk about when we come back. That sounds perfect. Okay. And so this is Truth with a Texas Twang. We really hope you'll stay with us. As we go to break, I'm going to read you one more. Uh, this is from Charles Barkley. Just because you watch Grey's Anatomy doesn't mean you can do the operation. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was random, but funny. So that's why I picked it. Um, but I, I'm really excited about talking some more about this because anatomy is such an important part of our lives. And sometimes we take it for granted. It's easy to influence the spirituality of life and forget that God made us physical too. 
Well, that's it's just as important to him. That's so true. He, it is important to God that we love our bodies and respect them. So we're living in a time when a lot of people reject themselves. So we want to talk a little bit about that when we come back. Stay with us. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Help me, TogiNet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details? Editing? Contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in? Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at TogiNet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit. And we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find. Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up? You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com. Want to move from coexisting to cherished? From isolated to influential? Hi, this is Kathy. Just for you, we have two books out now devoted to creating better conversations. Life-changing conversational adventures. Marriage Conversations, From Coexisting to Cherished, is 20 chapters packed with easy, practical ideas. This is the book I wrote for my kids. It's brimming over with personal stories and stuff I learned the hard way. Then, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations explores over 40 different ways Jesus launched the woman at the well from lonely to leadership. You can find our books with our wonderful publishers, Cross River Media and Elk Lake Publishers, at local bookstores or at Amazon.com. Buy two, one to read out loud to your hubby and one to share with a friend. Order yours today and have your own conversational adventures tonight. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home. Where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1 800 455 CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in home services like 24 hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where truth and Texas twang meet. I saw miles and miles of Texas. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Kathy Craffy and Anna Craffy Pierce, my daughter, my grown-up daughter. 
And we are the mother of my grandchildren, and we are talking about anatomy and how you can use anatomy and the vocabulary that goes with anatomy in your home to help your children to prep them so they'll be ready to read. And also, if they struggle with reading in those first few years, to help them get over their fear and their struggles and really just incorporate reading and a love of reading into their life. And as they get older, I mean, we're talking medical vocabulary, using just the correct terms for different muscles as they injure themselves or for for their legs as they skin their knees over and over again in childhood. Those kinds of, when you start using the, the big Latin words for body parts, they hit high school and they'll come back to you and think you're a genius. Do you remember teaching me the word renaissance when I was like in first grade? No, I don't. And you literally told me, well, Anna, it's okay if you don't really understand. Just write it on a file in your brain and leave it there. And anytime you hear anything related, just put that in the file too. And I did. Unbelievable. And, I had know, no idea. I actually, actually in my brain visualized a filing cabinet on a lazy Susan facing out. And I opened one of the drawers and I put a file with the word Renaissance written on it in the, in the drawer and I shut it. And, and, but then I collected information about eras of history. And by the time I got to a point in school where we were studying that, I'm, I have a degree in art history now, all these years later, I was ready. Like I was waiting for the moment when people started telling me about Renaissance because you'd given me the oh, word. That is so interesting. Wow. We're going to talk about timelines in one of these podcasts that has to do with reading. We've, we love reading so much and lifelong learning that we've, we've actually scoped out our topics for the next several months and years. So Lord willing, we are going to get to timelines. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to talk about. And we will we'll help you know what to do with the timeline and make it fun for your family. Some people hate them, which is so surprising to me. Okay, you, I want to. I know I can see. See, we're together today. So the, <laughs> the energy is a lot more giggly. In case you're wondering, but uh, I can tell you're waiting. I have one thing. I don't want to forget this. While we were at the break, Anna said something very profound, and I'm afraid she's going to forget it. So I'm going to begin the sentence. At the break, you said something profound about God. He cares so much about our physical bodies that, that he became a man, that he came to earth and inhabited a physical body. Jesus Christ is a man. He's a person with a body. I love that. I'm, every time I think about it, I'm in awe of it. And it makes me respect my own body so much more because God, I, I've known since childhood, God made me on purpose. But as an adult, and I'm tearing up as we talk about it, as an adult, the idea that he inhabits his own physical body that's like mine is very powerful in my heart and holds me accountable to take care of my own body. Well, it's, it's even, that's so beautiful. And there's even more because this verse that I picked goes with what you just said so well, Anna. First Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Now, remember, we're living in an age where people are rejecting their own bodies. If, if ever there was something that is heartbreaking for me and my soul, it's to know that people reject themselves at such a deep, physical, uh, just inherent level, deep level. But here's what 1 Corinthians says. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Isn't that a beautiful compliment to what you just said? It's amazing. And on, on the topic of us as humans, this is why it's good I have accountability because I too tend to reject my physical self or indulge it to the point of 
self-destruction oh, me because, too. because that's, it's who I am in my human self when I, when I am forgetting to live in God's spirit, like he's inside me, but all that to say back to the idea of anatomical vocabulary, when you, anytime I teach my children special words, um, for something, it becomes more important and more valuable. And so with our bodies, it makes sense to me, at least as someone who loves vocabulary, that if you'll teach your kids the word cranium instead of just the word head, <laughs> I love it. They'll they'll know that that head is very important and a treasure, and it has its own special, amazing word that goes along with it, and uh-huh. and it will help them understand the importance of their own physical self. I always just say people with brains wear helmets. That too. <laughs> that too. And let me tell you, that's been one of the ones I've won as a mom and a wife. We all wear helmets. It is very important to me. We protect our brains with all those good vocabulary words in them. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I know. It's so, that's so true, Anna, that we, we really underestimate the beauty of what God created. And I've had a number of women on the show who shared heartbreaking stories in their courage and their stamina teaching children that have had brain injuries or, or have other um, special challenges. And so I just want to mention that if you're looking for any of that on the online, we have some great resources at Camp Crafty, which you can find at Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. And since I mentioned this on the podcast, when I write the blog that goes with this, I will give you a list of other moms who have faced challenges with their kids, especially if there is anything in the anatomy involved. And that'll give you some encouragement. If you came to our blog looking for that today, there'll be there'll be some stuff there for you because we've done a lot of really great episodes. I mean, Katie Butts has been on the show on. I don't know if you oh, knew that. I love Katie. I know. I know. She was amazing. Her children are incredibly mm-hmm. dear. They have and, blessed me. And Faith Kristen Evans has been on the show. So we, we've had some pretty amazing people on the show talk about raising kids with special needs and just the amazing heroic moms that I admire very much. I invite them to be on the show. Well, and I'm a story from my, when I had little ones, I was at my pediatrician and we didn't get to see the pediatrician who was my pediatrician. And now is my children's, which has been such a comfort. Someone I trust so, so deeply. You know what you call that? What do you call it? A grand pediatrician. Right. So he, he has, <laughs> he has helped raise two generations of my family now in our yeah. health, our physical health. And I trust him so much, but that day he wasn't available and we just needed to get a a well visit done for my daughter. We were behind on them. And so I scheduled with whoever in his practice was available, knowing that they all are good at communicating and, and that that would work for us. Well, the dear pediatrician comes in and looks at my daughter and examines her and says, oh, and makes some noises. And, and I start to feel, you know, that niggle of worry, something is not right because this is Mm. not the noises they're supposed to be making as they look at my beautiful little daughter. I don't think she was even one. Oh, wow. And so, and they, they say, oh, this is not what we would, maybe they said not what we would expect. And next thing I know, our normal pediatrician is in there and I know he was not available. So he got pulled out of another piece, another patient's room to come look at my daughter. And it turns out she has a slight asymmetricality to her bones, which when I, my husband and I later looked in the mirror, we went, oh, we're both slightly asymmetrical. And because we're both slightly asymmetrical, she's a little more asymmetrical than either of us. But all of that to say in that moment of fear, I followed what they were saying 
because I have just enough vocabulary to not be afraid to ask questions wow. of medical professionals. It gives wow. you, it gives you bravery when you speak a little of the language. Confidence. Confidence. And so I was able to ask a few questions. And then of course the, the dear doctors in the room who helped raise me. And I, you know, I came to him as a patient when I was a kid. So that was very encouraging as well. But, but I could ask the questions and I followed their explanation because I have just enough anatomy vocabulary to be able to follow and know what to ask. So it I was, love that. yeah. And, and so as a mom learning that vocabulary for your kids, then in turn helps free you from some of your fear in those moments where you're like, okay, what is going on? <laughs> you know, one thing I did learn with you kids, I, I felt that I, for ha being raised by a doctor, I understood about every other word. And so there were a lot of parts of the anatomy I didn't get. One thing I loved about your doctor is he would always draw on the paper on the table you know, that table, the paper they pull off and throw it away when you're done. The exam, examination, examination table. He would just draw with his pen right on that table and being visual as I am, that was so helpful. But I was going to suggest in the blog, I'm making myself a note well, to, to go ahead and put it, make a vocabulary list of basic oh. anatomy vocabulary you need as a mom. And, and also that was what mom just said is so practical. If your pediatrician isn't as experienced as ours, because ours, he has such a depth of knowledge and experience. Yeah. Um, but if you are going to someone who's young and cutting edge, they may not think to, I'll draw this dear patient a picture because obviously this mom is not getting it and she's overwhelmed. I bet if you ask your pediatrician, Hey, can I look at that? Would you show me? Even if they're a terrible artist, they'll pull it up on their phone for you and you can see what they're talking about. Yeah, that's, that's very practical. That is really practical. There have been many times when he's had to explain stuff to me along the way. I had one friend who was in his 60s and he was still going to his pediatrician. <laughs> that's kind of genius. They're all children at heart anyway. I know. Well, he really was. But that was one of my, you know, he's, he's in heaven now, I hope. I'm not sure, oh. but I know, but anyway, yeah, he was, he was an interesting character, but he did go to his pediatrician well into his 60s or 70s. So that's pretty funny when you think about it. Yeah. Those pediatricians, we love them. They're hard to beat, aren't they, Anna? So dear. Mama's best friend is a pediatrician. Another thing I loved in childhood that my grandfather did for us because he loved children and science is he gave us a um, plastic skeleton that you could take apart. It was like a puzzle. And we never used the diagram that came with it with all the vocabulary words. We just played the puzzle. Oh, nice. Hey, we have one minute <sighs> left. You know what? We just gave your kids a puzzle uh -huh. recently. And I was surprised even the bigger kids were loving that thing. And it took no work from me, which I really appreciated as mom. They can get familiar, unintimidated by the human body. And I don't have to work at it. <laughs> one of the, one of the things we did was a taco. It was a little book that had about, I don't know the name. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure I can find this online even, but it was, you could do this in your own, on your own for yourself is a taco from your mouth to the other end. <laughs> what? It was how a taco gets digested. Oh yes. I mean, you know, it's something every kid can relate to. We have to wrap this up on us. So you can find all this and more. If I can find the taco <laughs> book, I'll put that in there. Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F is in Frank. V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang.